You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I have an interview with a male porn star. His name is Sterling Cooper, and he is going to teach you amazing techniques to help you with performance anxiety, which is commonly known as erectile dysfunction, but you're going to learn the difference between those two on this episode. He's going to give you tips on how to help with premature ejaculation. And then after that, he's going to teach you how to pleasure a woman in the bedroom, whether you guys are having sex or you're doing foreplay. This is a jam-packed episode full of practical stuff that you could use so you can be better in the bedroom with a woman. Consider it like a little guide to fix some of the problems that you have from yourself or maybe just a problem that you might have with, with not being able to turn her on. And of course, who better to talk about it than someone who does this for a living. And you're going to find out also that he was a former escort, which means that he got paid to be with women. Women hired him for pleasure. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And he is a great teacher as well. It's one thing to have the information, but to have the ability to teach it, to explain it so someone understands is very important and very powerful. And Sterling is able to do that. So you're going to get a lot of value from him and from this episode. If you want to learn more about him and you want to see some of the stuff he's up to, I put his info in the show notes so you can check that out. Also in the show notes, per usual, are options for you to get better with women. So I know that sometimes I put out these episodes on how to get better in the bedroom with women, but there's a lot of guys out there who listen to this podcast who are just trying to be able to get to the point where they are sleeping with the woman, where they are having sexual experiences, where they do have a girlfriend, where they can have these sexual experiences with. And again, I understand that this is not something that you might have quite yet. So don't forget, if you need more help beyond this podcast, you can get that by either working with the TripAdvice coaching program, which you can apply to join us at coachedbytrip.com. And if coaching is too big of a jump, you're not ready to go into a formal coaching program, then you can always get my course called Hooked, which is a 10-hour video course teaching you how to meet and attract women, teaching you how to get a girlfriend, teaching you how to set up casual relationships with women if you're not looking for a serious relationship. So we can help you with that. And if that is something that you don't want to do or you're not a guy who watches videos, you're a person who's listening to a podcast, maybe that's not for you. Well, I have a book and there's an audio book version of it. The book is called Magnetic. It's similar to Hooked in the sense that it teaches you everything about how to meet and attract women and how to get women hooked on you. But in this book, I call it Magnetic. How to become a magnetic guy. How to be powerful with women, not only in terms of your behavior, but also how to Work on the other areas of your life, your style, your finances, some of your outer qualities. Everything is taught in that book, Magnetic, and that's on Amazon. So again, you got a book option, you got a video course, you have coaching, all those are for you. If you're not at the point where you are with women on a regular basis to use some of the tips that Sterling is going to be talking about today. And I would be taking notes. 
I would be writing some of this stuff down because like I said, he's going to give you some practical tips to be able to help you in all the different areas of being in the bedroom. It is awesome. So if it's so awesome, why am I still talking? Let's get into it. Here's my interview with Sterling Cooper. Check it out. What's up, Sterling? Good to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you very much for having me, Trip. Yes. So, well, obviously, Sterling's not your real name. No. Do you care to share what your real name is, or do you keep that uh, No, I keep, I keep that a uh, secret for the sake of my family. My dad and my brother and my sister, they don't really want to get harassed. You know, Got it. Day, who get, who ends up get? Who gets to know the uh Who gets to know? I mean, my, my, close, my close friends know. You know my real name, and but honest to God, no one actually calls me. But the only people in the world who call me by my real name now are my dad and my sister. Yeah, everybody else on the face of the planet that I interact with refers to me as Sterling. So even now, these days, I respond to Sterling better. I, I, it's like more instinctual now. It's weird how that happens because when I first started shooting, you know, in the adult entertainment industry, right? It was weird hearing your stage name versus your real name. But now yeah. it's, I've gotten used to it. Yep. Yep. Totally get it. Totally get it. So, okay, well, let's, let's do a little history. How long have you been in the adult industry for? I got, well, specifically with pornography, I got into shooting porn in 2017. But for about four years before that, I was actually a high-class male companion back in Australia. Where that kind of thing is legal. Wait, so hold I'm, on. Speak, uh, speak. In literal terms here. Uh, yeah, an escort. Like a, okay, you're an escort. For wealthy businesswomen, basically. So Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about that. Okay. <laughs> I was in so that that's side. Where you of, yeah, so I was in that side of the sex industry first, and then I transitioned into the porn side as well, which is, if I'm going to be honest, is a lot more fun. Okay, I can imagine. Okay, so how did you start that then? What made you think... All right, I'm going to be a, a male escort. You know what? So again, this is, we'll go back. We'll go back a little bit further then as well. Yeah. Before let's go that, on. I was in the swinging scene as a single guy. So I somehow I kind of I kind of finagled my way into the local swinger scene, and there's a lot of girls in the swinger scene, at least where I was from, who were also escorts. And over the course of like a couple of years. I had on numerous different occasions, I'd had a girl say, hey, you should give escorting a try. You'd be pretty good at it. And I heard that like once, I ignored it. I heard it the second time I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Someone else said that. And then like after three or four or five times of hearing this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try just to see if I can do it, see if I enjoy it. And then that's how I ended up transitioning into, you know, like I said, servicing wealthy businesswomen for a few years. How do you market yourself in that? Like, how do you get women to find out about you to hire you to do that well basic like you know like you normally do for any business like your instagrams your twitters your social medias but in australia in particular we have a lot of different forums where it's legal for you to advertise these kind of services and so women who are looking for that companionship who are looking for what we would call the boyfriend experience they would go onto these forums and and you know look for our profiles and then and then contact us and hire us that way is the boyfriend experience a lot different than the girlfriend experience? I mean, we both know that men and women are, are very different creatures. So I'm curious to know what they would want out of an experience with you versus, you know, what a guy would, would want. 
the boyfriend experience from, from at least when I was delivering it was a lot of, you know, whining and dining. So, you know, five-star restaurants, a bottle of wine, some good meals, some good conversation, and then back to the hotel room for like a massage and, and, and something a bit more intimate. Or it would involve, say, spending a weekend on a skiing trip, you know, in New Zealand or something like this. A lot less emphasis on the, the sexual side of things and a lot more emphasis on basically like what you would do on a date with a girl, like getting to, getting to know her, you know, figuring out what her hopes and dreams and values are, making her feel beautiful, making her feel truly loved and appreciated. Because that is the, you think of the psychology of a woman who would want to hire a male escort in the first place. Like, cause it's not, it's not about sex. Like a woman can get sex very easily. You know, it's more about, can she get affection from a guy that she thinks is attractive or that she, you know, be it like handsome or be it he comes across with a certain charisma can she get that validation and attention, you know, and and you know, intimacy and love from that guy? It's not just about the sex; it's about that. We could almost say like non-sexual attention, in in a, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, my job was to make her feel like she's the only woman in the world. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, women mostly don't lack the opportunity for sex. So of course, that's what she's going to be paying for. Right. The opposite of that or the part that's complementary to that. That's so interesting. Percentage of of those clients that you worked with that. What, what's the percentage that you did not end up having any sex with or anything really too physical with? Oh, we, we always ended up having something physical at the end of the booking. That was OK. That was always okay. on the cards. Yeah. OK. So then you transitioned to the porn industry. And how long have you been doing that for? Yeah, I started. I started my first my first porn scene at the very beginning of 2017. So I've been I've been shooting all over the planet uh, since 2017. Okay. Okay. And still very active in that. Is that correct? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm less active in it now than I than I was when I first started because I nowadays I also do all this YouTube stuff. I do a lot of coaching. I, you know, I help I help guys out in, in around there with their bedroom issues and their bedroom performance and, and less focus on my own per se. So it's, I've transitioned to spending a lot more time on that. Okay. Okay. Got it. So I asked you this question before we started and then I'm bringing it back now. If you're doing all this the, or you were doing all this escorting and you do a lot of scenes with other porn stars, there's got to be a number of these women that you're not attracted to. Well, first of all, is that true? I would just guess. I mean, that there's... Oh, yeah, there's all, not... You know, it's kind of funny. No matter how beautiful a woman is, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have chemistry with her, if that makes sense. Like, she can be gorgeous and, and perfection. Like, everything about her is physically perfect. But if there's no spark there between you, that's what I kind of refer to as the chemistry, is this ethereal thing that you can't really define. It's like the way that you look each other in the eyes. Like, the, is there any flirtatious banter going on back and forth between the two of you? Are our bodies kind of compatible when we start having sex? This is what I kind of call chemistry. And no matter how beautiful a woman is, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have chemistry with her. Now, when it came to like, you know, escorting and things like this, yes, some of my clients were older women. I get asked this question all the time. What if you weren't, you know, physically attracted to her? Well, 
the reason I'm able to do my job is because I will find something beautiful about any woman. Doesn't matter like who she is. There's something about her that I can kind of latch onto and focus on that I find beautiful. That might be something as simple as her laugh. It might be her smile. It might be her eyes, the way she looks at me. Could be her hair, could be the way she smells. It doesn't necessarily have to be like any of these sort of classically beautiful traits that men think of, you know, like perfect facial structure, like, you know, being skinny or toned or athletic or having a big pair of titties or a big ass. I can latch on to anything and I'll focus intensely on that, which will allow me to get into the zone, so to speak. Got it. Well, I mean, hey, that that is the skill right there, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sure not everyone could do it if they if they wanted to. Very interesting. Also, Very I'm interesting. a bit of a pervert, so that helps too. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that goes, uh, yeah, that goes along with it. Uh, cool. So you give advice you have some courses that help guys in the bedroom so i wanted today to give some of your best tips in terms of how a guy can level up in the bedroom so why don't we go through some of those right now and and give guys just some of your best advice on what they can do to blow her mind when they're together preface this was saying it depends what what they want to fix right So some guys have performance issues in the bedroom. The main four being erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, and performance anxiety. So if he has a problem in one of those areas, then we can sort of dial it and really fix that problem. Or if he just wants to be a better lover and make his woman like climax more consistently, okay, well then we can also focus on that too, right? So I'm going to... If you want, I can, I can give you little bits and pieces on, on, on all this kind I, of stuff. I think we should. I'm convinced that every guy, at least at least one time in their life, has suffered from premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction. And I would like to cover those and get your advice on those, and as well as how Absolutely. to make a woman climax and, so and all that. So let's, let's start with the performance stuff, because that's, you know, if a guy has a pain point, that's something he's really, really wanting to, like, solve. Totally. And... First of all, I'll say that a lot of guys confuse erectile dysfunction with performance anxiety or the other way around. So erectile dysfunction is about the plumbing is like, is your blood flow on point? You know, do you have maybe some microscopic arterial plaques, which is inhibiting your blood flow? Is your nitric oxide production on point? Are you able to relax enough to get a strong erection? These are all about the plumbing. Performance anxiety, however, is an entirely mental problem. Because this performance anxiety is basically the inner inability to get a, an erection because you're so goddamn anxious. The interesting thing, a lot of guys will reach for the little blue pill Viagra or Cialis, right, when they have this experience for the first time. And what they might find is with some guys, it might actually work purely because it's a placebo effect. But with other guys, they might take it and it does nothing. And they're sitting there scratching their head wondering why. And the reason is Viagra, Cialis, these focus on the plumbing. They, they don't give you an erection. They help it stick around for longer. They help the blood flow, right? And I can tell you, like, I've been on, on porn sets before, like gangbang sets, 
blow bang sets, whatever, where there's like one chick and a, a room full of dudes, and they use these sets to kind of test out like new guys to, to see if they, they got, you know, what it takes. And I've seen guys be red in the face because they've popped like, they popped every, a Viagra and they still haven't got a stiffy and they're like getting nervous and they get more anxious and so they pop another one. And so their face becomes flush red because they've, they've pumped all these drugs into themselves and their boner is still limp. And they're like, why the hell am I not getting an erection? I'm supposed to have an erection. I've got, I just took all these drugs. It's because they don't give you the boner. They keep it there. The gray matter between your ears, that's what actually gives you an erection. That, that sensation of arousal comes from you, right? So that's the first thing guys kind of have to understand that to really address the problem. Now, if they actually, if it, and if you're a younger guy, you probably don't have a problem with erectile dysfunction. It's probably performance anxiety. If you're not like old, if your hormones are kind of on point, if you're reasonably cardiovascularly fit, you know, you're not diabetic or over, overweight, you probably do not have erectile dysfunction. However, if the, if the opposite of that is true, then maybe you do have some problem there. So first thing you can do with that is obviously get your cardiovascular health on point, get in the gym, lose some weight, fix up your diet, you know, make sure your hormones are on point, make sure you've got your, your testosterone levels are healthy and high. And there's a few things you can consume that'll help your nitric oxide production, for example. Like L-arginine is a very basic supplement. You can take a couple of thousand milligrams of that a day to help. And that's a natural supplement. You can help with your nitric oxide production. You can also take things like pomegranate juice. There's like beetroot powder supplements these days, which are also really good for helping promote nitric oxide production, which is also gonna allow, nitric oxide for those who don't know, is what allows your blood vessels to relax and dilate. And an erection is actually a relaxation response. People don't really realize that. Interesting. So, because your blood vessels have to relax so they can fill and engorge with blood. And that's what gives you, you know, a, 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 it makes your penis bigger. And that's why when you're really anxious and stressed out, your blood vessels are still constricted. So you can't get that physical response that you want because you're too stressed. Oh, now, wow. I never knew that. Yeah. That is very interesting. Okay. So that's what's happened. That's okay. So a few things here. First of all, I like that we're talking about the difference because when I said earlier, you know, every guy has experienced erectile dysfunction at least once in their life. I think what I'm actually trying to say is performance anxiety based on what we're talking about here. Because erectile dysfunction, like you're saying, is more of an actual dysfunction. There's something wrong going on inside of your body, whatever it may be, like the things you mentioned. But performance anxiety is probably the number one cause of not getting an erection, we'll say. And wow, yeah, that's so interesting. So that's the reason why when people get nervous, they tend to end up. That's why... The, the tips that I've heard are a lot around breathing and yeah. trying to get into that relaxed state. But I'm curious what you're, what you'll have to say here. Yeah. So it's, it's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, being in a relaxed state is the ideal, right? The problem is if you're stressed out and anxious and nervous, that advice doesn't really help too much. It's like, Oh, just relax, man. Well, like I'd like to relax, but I'm kind of stressed out. <laughs> so it's a bit, it's, it's a lot harder to do when you're in the moment. Right. So there's a few things we can do preemptively to try to make, because the ideal state of mind is one of being present in the moment. If anyone's you know, watching this is familiar with you know, meditation, for example, that's kind of what meditation tries to do. It tries to get you present in the moment so you're not in your head. 
Because if you're in your head, that's when trouble starts to happen. And a big part of getting out of your head is paying attention to where your focus is. And again, this time I'm going to link this back again to meditation. That's why I actually, I actually encourage guys to meditate kind of regularly. I recommend the Headspace app. It's totally free and you can you know, do some guided meditation on your, on your phone just to understand what it means to be present, to have, a, have something to compare it to, right? And you'd be surprised how many men in the porn industry, like male performers, meditate. It's super common. So that's, that's like a preemptive practice you can start implementing in your life that's going to make it far less likely for you to have any bouts of performance anxiety. But during the act of sex itself, if you are feeling anxious and stressed out, it is entirely, I almost go as far as to say it's 100% certainty that your focus is on your penis. The thoughts that are racing through your head are something like, Hope my hope my my old boy rises to the occasion. I, I really hope I just don't disappoint her. I hope that you know he doesn't go down halfway through. These are all thoughts that are focusing on you and your body. So if you you know if you are kind of anxious and, and nervous already, and you start thinking, oh, I really hope I I don't lose my boner. I can almost guarantee the first, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to lose your boner. Because that's where you're giving your mind's attention to. What I tell a lot of guys to do, there's a couple of different mental approaches I give them, like mental frameworks I give them. One of them is to make, deliberately divert your focus onto her. And that sounds really simple, but it's a lot more intense and focused and deliberate. Because if you're stuck in your head in this thought pattern, you need to break out of it. And one, so the way, the way you would break out of it is you're also physically, the mind-body connection is a real thing. So if I'm, say for example, let's say where I'm in, I'm in doggy style with my girl and I'm starting to get anxious or whatever, I want to break the physical space I'm in and move. Literally like change position like, like by like 90 degrees. Just so my mind, because my mind is anchored into that physical space as well. The first thing you should do if you're into experiencing this kind of bout of performance anxiety or nerves is move. Because motion creates emotion. Motion changes emotions. So if the first thing I do in response is move, okay, well then I can change my focus. If I'm trying to change my focus and I'm still in the exact same physical space that I was in before, it's gonna be a lot harder. So you're kind of tricking your brain in a way doing this. So a sudden movement and then a change of focus onto her, onto whatever is the most thing that you find the sexiest about your partner. It could be her, you could be a butt guy, you could be an ass guy, you could be an eyes guy, whatever it is. That's where you're directing your focus. And personally, and I know a lot of guys in my industry do the exact same thing. We will use like eating pussy, like going down on a girl as a way to get us rock hard and ready for the scene. Because when, when my head's buried between a girl's thighs, I don't have to worry about my penis. I'm totally there paying attention to her body. Like one of the sounds coming out of her is her pelvis tightening up, like are her legs starting to quiver and shake? How's her breathing? All these things, my focus is entirely on her. Now you can also move your focus to the room you're in, the sounds, the smells, the tastes, the lights that are in the room you're in, as long as your focus isn't 
internal and on your penis, you'll find yourself breaking out of that nervous and stressful mental pattern. Awesome. Awesome. That's very, very good advice. Yeah, I was just imagining the situation of movement, as you were saying. And I was thinking, like imagining, okay, the very average position, let's just say you're naked with a woman, you're making out, she's on top of you. And you're just like, oh, this is not happening. I'm not getting an erection. I'm not getting hard. Oh my God. Oh my God. A, a simple thing that you could do is just move her off of you. And now you go on top of her. So that would be switch, an example that up. I'm kind of thinking of. In terms, yeah. To, to switch things up and to get yourself into a, a new mind space. Yeah. You got to get, get, get yourself back into a rhythm again. And then, and I'll give, I'll give you guys one, one more kind of mental framework that, that helps for a lot of guys. And it's what I call the selfish pervert framework. So it's a combination of being selfish and being a pervert. Now, if I was just purely selfish in the bedroom, you know, you'd, you'd pump away for like 30 seconds and, and bust your nut and be, you'd be done. It's very, very selfish, right? But it's, it's, that, it's kind of selfishness combined with perversion. So I, you kind of, I teach guys to kind of look at her as your sexual muse. Her body is there for your perverse enjoyment and you're gonna enjoy every little nook and cranny and, and taste and texture of her body. But you're doing it from a, a place of kind, of kind of selfishness. And so what does that do? Well, it counteracts these mental thought patterns that a lot of guys have when they get performance anxiety. It counteracts these mental thought patterns of Oh, I hope I'm as good as her last boyfriend. I hope she's. I hope I really please her. I hope I hope I don't disappoint her. I hope she wants to see me again. All these kinds of thought patterns are not helping you, because you're coming from this place of trying to desperately please her. And ironically enough, women will pick up on that immediately, and it actually makes it less likely for you to please her, because the the worst thing you can do for a woman's orgasm is to put her in her, in her head and put expectations on her and put pressure on her to climax. That will almost guarantee that she won't climax. So this also helps with actually being a better lover too. Ironically, it's kind of paradoxically. So you can't sex from this somewhat selfish perspective and she's kind of along for the ride. Like you're the guy in control of the, of the sexual roller coaster, and you are having a lot of fun with it. Obviously, you know, we're talking, we're not pushing any boundaries. This is done consensually. I'm just going to say that because of the, the, the day and age we live in, people can take things out of context. But the selfish perverted frame has helped a lot of my clients get over those anxiety inducing thoughts that lead them down the wrong path. Yeah, I like it. I think of the, of the term self-fulfilling prophecy, by the way, when you're, when you're talking about this, right? It's like, you're afraid that you're not going to turn her on. And by thinking that, you're doing actions that's not turning her on, Bingo. right? So you got to be careful of that. Okay. And then any other thoughts on that? Otherwise, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on premature ejaculation. Yeah, well, let's, let's go on to that. So it's, it's actually, there's a large correlation, oddly enough, between premature ejaculation and performance anxiety. Super strong correlation between the two. Because yeah, I like, the, like the double whammy. Like, uh, yeah. it takes you a long time to get an erection. And then once you do, all of a sudden premature ejaculation so it's like oh cool you know two in one night how fantastic yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's because they kind of come from the same place again it's, it comes from your th your mental focus being on the wrong thing that's one of the primary causes of premature ejaculation 
But the other major cause of premature ejaculation that no one really talks about is an imbalance in your pelvic floor muscles. A lot of people have heard of Kegel exercises. And, you know, if anyone who's, who's curious as to what a Kegel exercise is, it's the easiest way to describe it to a guy is that thing you do when you're peeing and you stop the flow of urine coming out of your dick, that clenching sensation, that is a Kegel, right? And you can do these deliberately as an exercise, which is strengthen your pelvic floor. You want to strengthen your PC muscle and your BC muscle. These things are what kind of control the flow of blood in and out of the penis and hold the blood in your penis. And they also, more importantly, in relation to premature ejaculation, they control the like ejaculatory spasm response. So the problem a lot of guys make is they focus purely on Kegels in one direction. There are like two different kinds of Kegels. There's what we call regular Kegels and, we call, and then reverse Kegels. Now, for example, a regular Kegel will be stopping the flow of urine coming out of your, of your dick. A reverse Kegel would be the opposite if you've ever been to the toilet and pee and you've kind of forced that, you've done that kind of pushing sensation and you forced urine out of your penis faster. That's a reverse Kegel, right? And that, that kind of pushing is actually like a relaxation of these muscles. And that is actually the exercise a lot of guys need to focus on if they are trying to balance their pelvic floor more so that they can prevent premature ejaculation. Because premature ejaculation is basically the tensing of these muscles downstairs which, which cause orgasm. And if you're already in a very tense state because you're nervous, and then on top of that, these muscles down there are extremely tense and overworked and, over, and overstressed, well then you're gonna climax a lot quicker. So you wanna actually focus on balancing the pelvic floor, helping it relax a lot more, and that will give you a, a lot more control. If any of the, any guys watching right now have, you know, this, have this problem, you can literally try this in the bedroom tonight. Maybe practice when, you, when you're peeing, you know, later on today or something. That pushing sensation of forcing the urine out of your dick faster when you go to pee, Try to replicate that pushing sensation during sex and you will notice that you will actually regain a lot of control. If you feel like you're getting too close to climax, try that pushing sensation in your penis and that will actually help you regain a lot of control. It's something it's you can, so count this is so counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. You know, most guys <laughs> they're attempting to not finish. So they're tensing because yeah. That's what you think to do to not release something, right? Yep. Is you tense. But you're saying do the exact opposite. Do that reverse Kegel, which is actually a pushing motion. And mm -hmm. that relaxation helps stop. What, what, I'm confused at what happened because, at that point. Because an orgasm is the contraction of those muscles down there. It's the spasming ah, okay. of the on contraction. and off and off, yeah. right? Right, so if I'm relaxed, if I'm if I'm tense and I'm tensing like this, then that is basically doing the exact stimulating the exact same musculature which happens when I orgasm. If I'm if I'm relaxing, Got however, it. they can't do that. Right, you can't physically be able to ejaculate yeah. if you're. You're going to have control. You're, you're going to at least have control over it. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. the premature the premature ejaculation is is basically like an involuntary ejaculation. It's him not having control over when he climaxes. It's like his body, his own body's betraying him. He's like, I want to last longer, but for some reason, the old boy downstairs doesn't want to cooperate. 
And it's because he's just, he's too tense and, and that muscle is just like basically spasming and flexing all the time. Yeah. That's interesting. One of the best tips I've ever heard is very similar to that. It's just a little bit different. It's a little bit different, but I, I think I like yours better. At least it, we'll, we'll see when we try it out. But uh, <laughs> the idea is when you feel like you're getting close to ejaculating, what's happening is all the muscles in your body are usually pretty tense. It's not yep. just down there. You know, your legs, your butt, maybe your back, maybe your stomach. So as you're feeling like, oh, man, I'm getting close, instantly release all the tension from your body. So start to pay attention to wherever it is that you're cramping up and start to release that. And that actually helps, too. And it's funny because that tip is, like I said, very similar to what you're saying. But yours is just more specific about the loosening of your actual penis and groin area versus yeah, the, the, the specifically the, 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 the PC and the BC muscles in your yes. pelvic floor. And, and it's because like that instruction of, you know, the, the, the pushing sensation, right? That's something guys can kind of latch onto and they can replicate. It's kind of, it's a lot harder to say, oh, relax your back muscles. Okay, well, how do I do that exactly? It's a lot, like, I get it and, I, and the advice is correct. But it is a lot harder to like consciously start. Okay, here, if my legs are cramping, I can move my move my legs, change positions. That's easy. But it's like getting getting all of your musculature to relax is a lot more challenging in that kind of moment than you might expect it to be. <laughs> and there's something, and another thing I'll add into that as well is breathing. And what you'll notice is when you climax, you're going to breathe a certain way, right? So maybe you're going to hold your breath in, for example. If you are aware of how you breathe when you climax, when you orgasm, well then, if you feel yourself losing control, you can deliberately change your breath to the complete opposite of whatever that is. So if you tense and hold your breath in, okay, well, if I feel like I'm getting close, then I'm gonna take long, deliberate, deep breaths to counteract that and regain more control again. Okay. Okay. Got it. This is definitely something that needs to be practiced. Yes. Yeah. And it, it might and not it, be something you get right away. It's, it's like sex is a skill like anything else. You know, like you don't, you don't jump on a bike and you immediately know how to ride a bike. You know, you don't, you don't jump and you don't take one boxing class and now you're an MMA fighter. Like this, it, and people, sex and relationships are the two things the only two things that everyone is expected to be good at without any like practice or training. We just, it's we just crazy. throw people into it and we're like, figure it out. You should, what? You're having problems? Ah, oh. <laughs> everyone else is doing totally fine, which they're not. But it's, we're expected to kind of know without any practice at all. And that's why, and like, I think if people look at sex as more of a skill, it, especially guys, it'll help them to kind of get over any of these you know, hangups and, and, you know, maybe low self-esteem and low confidence they have around the bedroom. They look at it that way. It's like, oh, okay, this is just something I need to kind of like study, maybe study a little bit, practice more and be patient with and I'll develop the skill. Like no man on this planet was amazing in bed the very, very first time he had sex. It's just, it's just not possible. You don't, you don't know the female body and you don't know your own body in that situation, right? Or maybe end up putting the condom on backwards two times in a row. <laughs> 
I remember doing that a few times. <laughs> Maybe speaking from experience. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And, 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 and it's, to me, it's so interesting that, uh, that even like with dating and dating advice and, and especially with sex, like we don't get classes to learn these things yet. There are things that are happening all the time. I mean, you get sex ed, but that's not how to, that's just, that's yeah. just teaching kids what sex is. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's, it's really a shame. So they have to find podcasts like these and that's fine. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, great. So any other, any other tips on helping guys with premature ejaculation? I think we, I think we, we, we've gone over a bunch of a bunch of practical little things. If if, if guys get too like, because there's, there's a ton of little tidbits they can try and practice, but if, it's kind of like uh, a lot of dudes will get analysis paralysis, right? If you give them, if I give a guy like a dozen prescriptions, he's like, oh, do I have to do all twelve yeah. of these things? I'm like, no, no, just, just do one, just do one. If it works, yeah. fantastic, your problem is solved, right? If that one doesn't work, okay, try this second thing and rinse and repeat. Like, you can fix this. Plenty of men have fixed this problem. So it's like, but I, I think you give guys, if you give guys too many, you know, prescriptions like this, especially if they're the, like the more analytical minded kind of guy, they're going to just go down a rabbit hole and like they'll, they'll think they can never actually fix their problem. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. it. Again, similar to dating advice too, is there's so much out there. There's so much yeah. you can learn about how to meet women, how to pick up women. And there's so much that you almost get overwhelmed that you don't even know what to do. There's just too much information out there. So I always tell guys, just like you're saying, pick one thing, pick one thing that you want to focus on to get better at when you're trying to meet women. Focus on one little area of flirting. Focus on the approach. Focus on just asking women for their number. You know, just all these kind of little baby skills to make up the the big skill, so to speak. So, yep. yeah, exactly. I agree with that. That's Well, let's be honest. That's the way to learn anything in life, right? It's like you're not going to pick up a guitar, for example, and learn scales, chords, picking this, that. It's like, no, you got to pick one thing, focus on it, and go with it. So with that being said... I think you have some more tips for us on how to be a better lover, how to please her more in the bedroom. So what do you got for us yeah. with that? I kind of deviate. A lot. There's a, a lot of like, what, what would you call like sex coaches, intimacy coaches yeah. on the internet. Most of them, if you look, if you really go out and look at them, mo- like 99% of them kind of come at, come at like sex advice from this angle of like tantra tapping into kind of what I would call the more like feminine side of, of sexual nature. Cause it's like, I mean, you know, Tantra is like two people sitting there being really patient, being like lots of breathing, lots of like uh, teasing, being really close to each other. Not, not this sort of what I personally kind of teach guys is the, is really the opposite of that, which is to try and tap into their more masculine dominant nature. Because if there's one thing that turns women on across the board, it's men tapping into that side of themselves. There's a reason why like a lot of women have BDSM kind of fantasies and, and things like Fifty Shades of Grey did so extremely well. I like, and I don't know if you're familiar with Mills and Boone novels, these old school romance books that used to have Fabio on the cover. They all- Which is basically, basically the same idea. Exactly the same idea. They basically yeah. all kind of tap into this classical idea of the roguish animalistic untamed man and then the submissive woman 
you know, as as much as you know, uh, say for example, modern day feminists might might say, "Oh, I don't want to submit to no man." The bedroom is the one place where men are kind of allowed to be like into their full masculine and women are allowed to be into their full feminine and it really really works so i personally try to encourage guys to to be more obviously within within people's boundaries i'm going to say this again because this is the internet and people will take things out of context within you know consensual and within people's boundaries but i encourage guys to be more dominant and aggressive in their bedroom with their partners be more physically imposing on them physically dominant on them in the way they have sex. And you'd be very, very surprised how well women respond to this if you've never tried it before. So a really, really basic thing that I'll, I'll teach a lot of guys as a first step, if, they're, if they are what you would say vanilla, right? If they're lacking confidence and they've never tried being more aggressive in their bedroom and they're, they're kind of hesitant, first thing I'll tell them, just try pinning a woman's hands down like this, like in missionary position, right? You don't have to hurt her, you don't have to like bruise her hand, you don't have to be super aggressive with it, but just pinning the hands down by her side and staring her into the eyes with a little smile on your face. If a guy has never done this before, you would be so, it's, it's a really eye-opening experience to see a woman's eyes like light up and roll to the back of her head because you know in her head she's thinking, oh yes, I found one. I found a guy who, can, who is gonna take me. He's actually gonna give me this, this kind of animalistic experience that I've been craving. That is probably really, really basic advice for a lot of guys watching this. But there might be a few guys out there who are very, very vanilla, and for them, that, that would be an extreme step for them, right? So I, I start guys off with baby steps. Now, moving along, depending upon how far a guy wants to go, okay, you can, guys can go into, you know, BDSM and toys and floggers and, and, and vibrators and all kinds of crazy kinky stuff. In terms of just the pure mechanics of the body, of the male-female body, Learning how to be a better lover is actually, a lot of it is about understanding angles and understanding like the way the vagina is shaped, where the G spot is and understanding the, the angles that you can penetrate out given your appendage. Now, two really basic variations that any guy can do to your common sex positions. So let's take missionary, for example. Let's see if I can do this on camera so you can actually see. <laughs> so if, the, okay. if that, pretend this is like the woman's body laying down, right? And if I'm the man, I'm coming, this is, this is the man's appendage. In regular missionary, if I'm penetrating at this sort of angle, well, it's not a great angle for hitting her G-spot because the G-spot is on like the roof of her pubic mound, right? However, if I just prop up her hips with a pillow, for example, okay, now we've changed the angle of penetration. And as I'm penetrating, I'm coming in here and the head of my penis is actually hitting her G-spot with every stroke, right? Real tiny difference, just shoving a pillow under a girl's hips will dramatically improve her experience in missionary position. That's, one, that's just one example. Let's take another example. Let's look at cowgirl position with a girl running on top of you, right? A lot of guys they will have you know, watched a porno and they see the way we do all the, like we do, we, we, we do sex in pornos purely for like entertainment purposes. It's not necessarily for like practical enjoyment of, of the performers. It's more for the enjoyment of the viewer because it looks cool and you can see things. So the way people tend to do cowgirl is they go up and down a lot, right? Which is fine and all, but it doesn't really hit the right spots. It's far better if you have a woman laying on top of you like that, 
I call it panning for gold. If you can imagine like an old school, like a prospector with his little pan, he's doing this, right? So imagine I'm grabbing onto her thighs or the back of her hips or one of each, and I'm making her come forwards and backwards while I'm inside her while she's sitting on top of me. What's happening there? Well, it's gonna cause, again, same principle, the head of my penis to slam again and again into her G-spot. And on top of that also, because she's grinding on top of me, her clitoris is grinding into my, my pubic bone and my pelvis at the same time. So she's getting, she's getting two for one at the exact same time. And understanding these little mechanical variations you can make to basic sex positions will dramatically improve her experience and, her, and your, the ease with which you can actually get a woman off. That, that little variation in cowgirl, I've given, this to, I've given this little tip to a couple of friends of mine who are actually dating coaches, oddly enough. A couple of guys have tried, went home and tried it out like, holy shit, Sterling, that like two minutes, bang, she, she, she's, she's orgasming on, my, on top of my pelvis. I'm like, good man. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> so just hitting the, the right angle. So it's not just penis going in vagina, but it's hitting yeah. a spot inside of her that, that will turn her on even more. Yeah, so there's, 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 there's two things you can, when it comes to penetration, there's two things you can focus on. One is, okay, am, is the angle of penetration good? And is my, like the head of my penis hitting into a G-spot? And the second thing is, okay, is there something I can do in this position which will allow her clitoris to kind of grind against my pubic like area? And that will stimulate her that way as well. Because those are your two, those are really the two things you, you, you can play around with. They're gonna get her off, right? The clitoris and the G-spot. So those are where you're gonna be like paying most attention to in terms of your penetrating positions. Now, in terms of, a lot of guys like ask me for advice on, you know, going down on a woman, uh, cunnilingus, pussy eating, or whatever you wanna call it, right? And my personal technique for this, and which, is, which has worked for all my students, is every woman is kind of different in terms of her sensitivity of her clitoris. So I look at it as like a spectrum, like a speed dial, like a speedometer that you have on a car, right? So every woman from, let's say, from super duper soft to really, really intense, like Hitachi level vibrations, somewhere along the spectrum is gonna be her sweet spot. And it's your job to kind of figure out where that is and stay there. So if you're going down on a woman, I tell guys, if it's your, if you're, if it's your, if you're new with this girl, you don't quite know what she responds well to, start off super, super slow and soft with your tongue strokes on her clitoris. And then ever so gradually, increase the speed and intensity ever, ever, ever so, so gradually, 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 right? Until you reach a point where you're getting the correct feedback physically from her. She's, her legs are starting to quiver, her, her clitoris is engorging, her pussy's getting wetter, her breathing is getting heavier. You're like, okay, these are all good signs where we're, we're on the right track, right? And another thing you can do with that, in, that, in that situation too is you can tell the girl, you're only allowed to say four words to me while I'm doing this. Harder or softer, faster or slower. That's it. Those are the only words you're allowed to say. Harder, softer, faster, slower. What does that do? Not like left or right. <laughs> yeah, not like left or right. I mean, you basically want to stay at about one. Imagine if, you, if you're looking down the barrel, at, if you're looking directly at the clitoris, you want to kind of put your tongue strokes at 1 p.m. That is, the, that is the sweet spot for basically every woman. 
1 p.m. on the clitoris is that so across a little, the bit, board, a little bit to the right in a, in a sense. Tiny bit to the right. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit to the right. That's kind of where you want to focus most of your attention. And occasionally, okay, let's say we're doing vertical strokes. Occasionally, every now and then, mix it up with a horizontal stroke just to kind of break the repetitiveness and stop her from getting numb to the sensation. There's a little, this shit is a science, man. I, I, I love talking about it. But <laughs> what does that, me telling a girl, harder, softer, faster, slower, what does that do? The mistake a lot of guys will make when they're going down on a girl is they'll say something like, do you like that? Do you enjoy that? Does that feel good? Of course, she's going to say yes, because she's not going to, if she, if she doesn't enjoy it, I don't know any man who's had the experience of a woman being like, no, that sucks. Stop doing what you're doing because they don't want to hurt your ego because they know if they like the male ego is kind of attached to like the ability to get the old boy downstairs to rise to the occasion. So they don't want to like offend you, even if you're doing a shit job. So by giving her the tools to describe what she wants, harder, softer, faster, slower, you've given her the tools to give you a roadmap, which, and it's done in this fun kind of dominant submissive context. Right, I was just gonna say, way, yeah, it, it, it's, it's dominant, which actually will also turn her on. So just the act bingo. of it turns her on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you can just work, work your way along the spectrum and she, and she can tell you, okay, faster, 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 softer, soft, harder, 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 and then she'll stop talking. And her body will start responding quite positively. And you're like, just stay there. Don't change a goddamn thing. Just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to get it. Now, if you want to throw in an extra little bonus, you can, you can give her the, the old come hither, insert two fingers into the vagina, do the come hither motion on the G spot at the same time, right? Whilst you're going down on her with your tongue. And that gives her like a double whammy sensation, which is, I like that once I've found that rhythm, like she's, she's directed me to that spot that she likes in terms of sensation. That's when I'll put the fingers in to kind of push her over the edge so that we're going to get her to climax that way. I hope we, everyone watching is getting a masterclass. And, li- and listening, because this will, this will <laughs> also be on the podcast. This is great. And let's stop there because I think any more than this. And again, same idea, analysis paralysis. Unless you have yeah. like one more killer one that you had to give us, but... No, stuff them. That's that's all. That's all we get. Okay. Hey, you know what? We can always we can always have you back on on the podcast and Bingo. and YouTube channel. So it shouldn't be a problem. Sterling, dude, I'm not just saying this. I've interviewed over the course of uh, seven eight years doing this podcast a lot of different sex experts, and this was some of the best advice I've ever heard. And ter- really across the board, and I really Thank mean you. that in terms of premature ejaculation. Uh, performance anxiety and uh, and just tips to to turn her on. You explained it well, but it's also very practical, so it's easy for someone to go off and and do. So thanks for for doing it, and thanks for being Thank here. Where can guys find you if they want to learn more about you and your course and everything that you're up to? Cool. The one stop shop is SterlingCooper.com. My name is spelled S T I R L I N G. In case you know anyone misspells it. Sterlingcooper.com, you can find you know, all my, my books and my courses there. You can find links to all my social medias and stuff. If you want to get access to any, I give a ton of free advice as well on my YouTube channel. I have just hundreds of videos on there from ranging from all kinds of different topics around bedroom stuff, around dating stuff, or relationship stuff as well. I dabble in that a bit. Uh, just Google Sterling, YouTube search for Sterling Cooper and you'll find my channel, it'll pop up and you can go, yeah, 
in, I, I, I give out a ton of free advice for a reason, so you guys can take it and, and apply it. So take advantage of that. Awesome. Cool. I'll put some of that info in the show notes so guys can check that out. Sterling, you rock, man. Thanks for doing this. Glad to have you on the podcast and on the channel, and I'll be speaking to you very soon. Thanks, bud. Thank you very much, Trip. <laughs>